Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Available every week on britishicehockey.co.uk. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And on this week's show, we'll be talking four-point weekends with the Basingstoke Bison. We'll be discussing the race up at the top of the Scottish National League with the Edinburgh Capitals and we'll be discussing cup finals with the Invicta Dynamos. All of that to come on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's show. Later we'll be joined by the head coach of the Invicta Dynamos, Carl Lennon, as they made the final of the Southern Cup last weekend with a fantastic win over the Solent Devils. And up in Scotland we'll be discussing the title race up at the top of the Scottish National League, a five-horse race up at the top of that division. And this week we'll be joined by the head coach of the Edinburgh Capitals, Stephen Lynch, shortly but before that it's to the national division and to the Basingstoke Bison a four-point weekend for the Bison last week with victories over Telford and Hull and to judge the mood now at Basingstoke it's a welcome back to their head coach here's Ashley Tate well Ashley a big thank you for joining us and uh, before we get to results on the ice and uh, and uh, the race for the playoffs at, at Basingstoke uh, just a, a bit of an update on Aidan Doughty's progress because he picked up a a nasty injury over the weekend. Uh, he's home now recovering, which is great news. There's been a GoFundMe page set up, which at time of recording is raised over 12 grand, which is phenomenal stuff. Uh, I mean, how's Aidan doing and, and just your reaction to those donations that have come in over the past few days or so? Yeah, it's obviously, I mean, it's um, it's a situation that nobody wants to find themselves in or be involved in, but unfortunately um, it's happened. Um I spoke to, to doubts on Monday, um, kind of he'd had surgery. They'd made him kind of walk a few steps, said he felt like he'd walked a marathon um, after that. But in in very very typical of him, he's very sort of blasé and, um, you know, he's the most 
easy to manage, low maintenance player, and that's just his outlook on life. He's very sort of happy go lucky, and um, it's unfortunate. But obviously, as as every time the sort of the hockey community always pulls together, um, and it's it's brilliant that what's being done for him. Um, you know, hopefully his recovery goes to plan, and we see him on the ice again. Yeah, and uh, sending our best wishes, of course, to Aiden on on a speedy recovery. Um, the donation links uh, for the GoFundMe page are on the Basis Dot Bison uh, Twitter feed and on the website as well. So, so get yourself over there if you've not donated already. A, a phenomenal response, and um, obviously that injury happened uh, during a match over the weekend and an important match as well. So, I mean, what's been the reaction um, more generally at the club? Um, you know, obviously everybody's devastated. Dance is a massive part of this club. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll, once he gets back to, to full fitness and he reassesses sort of, you know, where he is with hockey and, and real world stuff, then, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll all see him in a, in a jersey, in a Bison jersey again. Um, you know, credit to the boys. They kind of stuck with it. We didn't have long left and, and we were playing, you know, we were up in the game. We we got ourselves in a winning position and, and Telford really took it to us trying to, trying to get it tied. And, and we, um, you know, the, we dug in and held strong, which is positive for us because we've had a few games where we've been in winning positions and we haven't been able to see it through. So I have to give the boys credit for sort of sticking to the task at, uh, a, a, a difficult time, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And and to pick up those two points against Telford like that, when when Telford are, are coming at you towards the end of that game, and you followed that up on on Sunday evening with you know a very good win in Yorkshire against the Hull Seahawks. Uh, so a four point weekend and a result which sees you back in the the playoff spots. I mean, how 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 important was this past weekend? Do you feel uh, the um, four point weekend at the Bison? I think obviously the the points on the board is massive, but I think more than that, it was just. Um, you know, if you look at that's that's kind of three in a row. Like, you know, nobody's getting carried away by any means. But I think, you know, when you, it's been a really testing season so far, and, and you have to pull on the the positives and the small wins. And and um, you know, Sunday Hull is not an easy place to go and get points. They've had some good results this year in that rink. And as much as we were under the cosh, we were short staffed. You know, a lot of guys played an awful lot more minutes than they would do normally. Um, you know, Metsy had possibly one of his, his best games of the year. He kept us in it when he needed to. And, and you know, we got the goals at, at, at times when Hull were pushing. They had momentum and pressure. And, and, you know, we were able to go down the other end and score and, and sort of take the wind out of the sails. And any points on the road, we will take. But I was um, I was really pleased how everybody sort of dug in and, and kept it simple and, and just stuck to the task. Yeah, and you, and you mentioned the fact it was you know it's three wins on the on the trot there, and you know it's it's four points against Telford as well uh, because that that winning run started with with that win over over Telford a, a couple of Sundays ago. Um, so as I said, I mean it it does see you in seventh. I mean it's awfully tight though, isn't it, between yourselves, Telford and and Bristol? But those four points against Telford, I'm going to suggest. Uh, could be could be pretty handy when when everything's said and done at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just looked at the table on the bus coming back on Sunday. We went, oh, okay, how how on earth did that happen? Kind of thing. But that just shows you how you've just said it. How tight the margins are, and every point counts. And we knew coming into January we were going to play a lot of teams that are in and around ourselves um, in the table. So it's a it's a big month for us. Yeah, and uh, the next game certainly. A big game as well, because well, the next two games it's a doubleheader against uh, the Raiders, and uh, 
that leads me to my next question. Obviously, at the minute, it's yourselves, Telford and, and Bristol vying for, for two spots. But I'm imagining you want to get as close to the Raiders as possible, who are 10 points up the road at the moment. So this weekend coming up could be could be pretty important as well. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, like as you just said, there's a 10-point gap. If we can close that this weekend um, and build on the momentum of the last couple of games, you, you never know. I mean, um, everybody's beating everybody at the moment. So... It will be nice, to, you know. You never rely on it, but it will be nice to get some help elsewhere in the in the fixtures. You know, we just have to make sure that we're ready and we we look after ourselves and we can, you know, stay in control of our destiny. I guess you know, there's still an awful lot of hockey left, so um, it's up to us. And and generally, this this season, I mean, it's where. Uh, obviously, Basingstoke in, in this in this playoff race at the moment, there's challenges of of like what horrifically happened to Aiden. Um, you know, having to pick the players back up again and and get them focused on on the ice stuff. I mean, this this must have been challenging this this past fortnight to say the least. But but here we are. You know, with Basingstoke in seventh. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you know, you as I've said, you take positives where you can, um, and things happen, and, and you draw on that, and it. It, you know, the guys have really come together over the past 10 days, two weeks. So it's something that, you know, I always say, you know, after a win, everybody smiles and, and happy. And it's remembering that feeling as opposed to the reverse of that. When you don't put it all out there and you, you don't show up and you don't do yourselves justice, you, you know, you feel polar opposites. And, and um, you know, it's getting guys to remember, oh, actually, yeah, this is a really good feeling. Let's make sure we keep doing this. And, and with regards to uh, you know the, the upcoming games, we mentioned the Raiders. Uh, obviously, you've got to play Hull again. You've got uh, the Bees, which is always a, a feisty affair, isn't it? At the at, at the end of the month. Um, so, I mean, what's your what's your thoughts? Oh, and then Bristol as well. Um, Bristol, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, these are big games coming up, aren't they? I, I suppose as as we look towards um, you know the the Milton Keynes game at the start of February as well. Um, these upcoming games, the the destiny is almost not not in your own hands because there's plenty of hockey to go. But these are big games coming up, aren't they? Yeah, and you alluded to it before. Those points over Telford could mean an awful lot more, and in, in um, you know towards the end of the season. So it's the same thing. You, you know, you want to win the head to head, give yourselves a chance, and again, it's you want to stay in control of your destiny. You don't want to be relying on anybody else. And, and more generally, Ashley, I mean, this season uh, it's been it's been challenging. But how how are you finding things as a as as a coach? How, how's how's it all going at Basingstoke? It's um, yeah, challenging is a good word. Um, it, it's just making sure that we're we're kind of ready and trying to give the boys the best sort of chance, you know, to go out and win. Um, you know, for me, finishing playing and then stepping solely behind the bench, it's that losing that element of control which is probably the the most frustrating part because you can't you know once the guys go across the boards and they're on the ice then it's up to them and you hope that you've got your message across and that they've taken it on board and they know exactly what you want them to do and that's I guess that's the art of coaching and management isn't it I mean that 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 decision, you know, to take to take a step back. I mean, you you enjoying that hands off approach kind of thing? And not... Yeah, it's. It, I mean, uh, my body certainly thanks me for it every Monday morning. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Um, but it's yeah. I mean, I was you know I had a very long career, which I'm eternally grateful for. But there comes a point where I think I think I knew it was the right decision when the game started coming, and my body doesn't feel like it did, and mentally. Um, I think I was in the right place to make that decision. Don't have any regrets about it. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's almost a new challenge. And that it, it's finding 
what makes players tick and, and how you get the best out of them and, and how you get that message across and okay that didn't work last week I'm going to try a different approach this week and see if we can improve what we you know what we got out of this guy or that guy or the certain group of guys it's um it's a constantly evolving thing and it's you know it's very you're kind of constantly revisiting that work that didn't work you know that was a negative and and um so yeah we like to say that you couldn't write a job description for a hockey coach and no two days are the same so yeah never a dull moment now, uh, well, some good results um, in the past fortnight or so and uh, heading into uh, Raiders on Saturday, a home game, we should say, 6.30 face-off. And, and just a, a closing thought, Ashley, um, as, we've, as we've touched upon here, I mean, it's going to be uh, an epic running. It's an epic tussle at the moment for, for those uh, final two playoff spots. Uh, but I'm, I'm, as we've discussed here, uh, hoping to, to broaden that race out a little bit as well and involve some teams maybe higher up the table at the moment. But uh, how much are you looking forward to to what's possible at the base of Bison over, over over the coming months and, and what's left of the season. Yeah, of course. I mean, you see, you look at the potential of what what you feel you can you can manage, and I think we we've fallen way short of of where we could be. Um, but that's that's sport, isn't it? You know, if, if you want guaranteed results, this is not the business to get into. It's it's knowing it's the weekly grind of getting those results and, and how you get them and I think we everything you mentioned getting that getting that foot in the playoff race and, and trying to get playing in a manner with consistency that's going to get you success towards the end of the season is, is the key well Ashley Tate head coach of the Basis Dot Bison a big big thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us on this week's show big good luck uh, in the coming matches and uh, hopefully catch up again soon cheers thank you Basingstoke Bison head coach Ashley Tate there speaking to us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Let's go to the Scottish National League now and the Dundee Tigers took on the Edinburgh Capitals last week. We obviously heard from Dundee ahead of that game and Edinburgh won it by three goals to two and the league table is remarkable. Aberdeen leading the way currently two points clear over Edinburgh who are now sitting second. The same number of points as the team in third, the Dundee Tigers and Paisley and the Dundee Comets as well. Just four points separating the top five currently in the SNL. It's a remarkable race up at the top of that division. And let's hear now from the Edinburgh Capitals. And it's a welcome back to their head coach. Here's Stephen Lynch. Well, Stephen, a big thank you for joining us and uh, congratulations for that brilliant victory uh, over the Dundee Tigers last week. And uh, how, how was your evening? It was a tough game. Um, when these four-point games come up, you really can't afford to lose them. So it, it creates a little bit of tension, to be honest. I, th- I think um, the game itself wasn't a classic. Um, both teams and both sets of fans, I think, were probably pretty nervy. At the end of the day, you're just glad that, that, that you win when the, when the final buzzer goes. Because like I say, the, the, the four-point games are they're, they're massive. They, they have a massive bearing on, on, on the league uh, week in, week out. So um, it was really important that we won. We did. Uh, and what we're thankful for it. I mean, Ch- Chad Smith um, popping up uh, towards the end to, to score the winner. So up at the top, I mean, we had the Dundee Tigers on last week uh, and the week before that we had Aberdeen links on and, and this is I was joking with you off air earlier saying I've, I've got a Scottish head coach on every week because uh, uh, the story keeps changing <laughs> every week in the SNL I mean the the top of the table at the moment just four points separating the top five Edinburgh moving into second after that win over the Tigers it's uh, awfully awfully close uh, so as we head into um, you know the closing stages of the season now how, how do you feel the Capitals are shaping up in this uh, title race? 
Yeah, pretty good to be honest. Um, everybody has been well documented. We had a difficult start. What with the delay on Murrayfield opening, and the, the fact we had to train and play on on the road for the first sort of eight weeks of the season, it, it was that was difficult. Don't get me wrong, but since we got into Murrayfield, um, we've actually put together a pretty good run of form. I think um, in the last ten league games, we've competed for twenty two league points, with that last one being for four points. Obviously, I think we've taken eighteen to twenty two uh, in the last ten games um, in a league. Where everybody's beating everybody or in a league where everybody's capable of beating everybody I don't think you can ask for much more than that to be honest um, the Whitley Bay weekend was obviously a, a massive catalyst for us we were needing something to sort of kickstart our season and the home and away wins against Whitley Bay did that and since then we've gone on a really good run so before that Whitley Bay weekend we were uh, I think we were in sixth spot and we were about 11 points out of first you know, we were a good bit away but now we're sitting in second spot and we're, we're two points away from the team at the top of the league, so, you know, right on the right on the shoulder. Um, the guys have really have really dug in the last few weeks and there's a, there's a great belief in the team. I think we're ready for the last third of the season. I think we're ready to take it up another level as well. And um, it's going to be exciting. Like, like you say, there's there's four points separating the top five teams and everybody has to play each other. We still will play Aberdeen three times. I think Paisley have still to play Aberdeen twice. Everybody's still got to play the Comets or the Tigers at least once. And we've, we've still got a game against Paisley as well. So it really is it's going to be exciting. It's, it's great for the fans. It's great for the sport north of the border as well. And um, let's let's see how this all pans out over the next few weeks. Yeah, it should be really, really engaging, shouldn't it? And uh, exciting, that's for sure. Uh, and uh, just touching upon, obviously, Stephen, we caught up. I think it, what, I think it was around, you know, that, that Whitley Warriors game, wasn't I think, it? And, yeah, I think it was um, the week of that game, actually, yeah. yeah. And uh, obviously, I mean, we were talking about, you know, getting a game played at Murrayfield and, and, and that kind of thing. But as a head coach of this side, it must be just flashing by this season because it, it, it's it's one big weekend after another. I mean, what's it like being head coach of, of the Capitals during this? Well, it's looking like it's going to be a quite a memorable season at the moment. It's been a lot of fun. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, the fact that we're getting supported so well is, uh, on top of that just makes that that little bit better. You know, that we played Fife here on New Year's Eve and we had over 1,500 people in the building. Um, our last game against Paisley a couple of weeks ago, we had, I think, just under 1,100 in the building. You know, the Elite League Capitals, the BNL Capitals never got crowds like that. Um, they're coming out to watch us in the SNL. The, the, the hockey fans in Edinburgh really seem to be buying in to what we're trying to do here and what we're trying to achieve. And they're obviously going home entertained because they're coming back week in, week out. Um, so that adds to the excitement. You know, the, the guys love playing in front of big crowds. It, it's fun when there's a big crowd in the building. It makes it makes the, the, the atmosphere a little bit better. Um, it really has been a fun season, you know, to put a team together from scratch, knowing that we're in rebuild mode wasn't easy. Seeing the guys all gel in the dressing room together, we've we've got a fantastic dressing room. It's probably in all the years that I've been involved in hockey, it's probably the best dressing room atmosphere I've ever witnessed. All the guys get on really, really well. It's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a, it's been it's been a joy to be a part of things so far. And like I say, if we can carry on with the form that we've got, hopefully it's only going to get better for us. And you know, a piece of silverware. I mean, how how was that those uh, games against the Warriors? They were great, you know. They they were great. It was it, it was kind of like our Stanley Cup final weekend, you know, getting the chance to play against a team that were high up in a league above us. Um, we gave it everything we had, and we we had a. I think we took them by surprise in the home leg on Saturday night. We were four nothing up at the end of the first period and six two up at the end of the second. The guys were playing. The guys played out of their skin. And then we went down to Whitley Bay the following day. We were a little short bench, but a two or three guys come down with a little bug sort of through the Saturday night. And um, we dug in and we came away with another uh, 
another three-two victory down there, and and like you know, it really was the the kickstart that our season needed. Yeah, and a piece of silverware like that. I mean, what does that what does that signify to the club? You know, because of the journey the club's been on. You know, to to rub shoulders with a club like the Whitley Bay Warriors, it, it, it's like Edinburgh's back. That that's what that signifies to me. Anyway, I remember spe- I remember speaking to one of the fans a few days after, and it was a fan that I remember from when I played here fifteen twenty odd years ago. And they had, one of the things that person said to me was, "You know what? I can't actually remember the Caps ever winning a cup before." You know, so it means I mean even even a, a friendly a cup a challenge cup whatever, whatever you wanted to call it still means a lot to people. You know, it's um and it's and it's all been a big part of the the rebuild of hockey in Edinburgh here. Well, a big congratulations on that piece of silverware in 2022. But uh, looking ahead to 2023 and so many uh, good players as well on the roster. And um, uh, we mentioned Chad Smith. I mean, he's on, I think it's 18 goals now this season. And speaking of young players, Kyle Carruth, we should congratulate, who's in the, the under-18s GB side. Um, I mean, it's it's such a, a, a vibrant atmosphere at the club at the moment and such a, a, a good hotbed for, for developing talent as well. Hockey, yeah, hockey's definitely alive in Edinburgh again. You know, the, the fact that the place was closed here for two and a half years and the, the fans, players, everybody involved with the club really seems to be enjoying hockey right now. Um, so we're kind of riding a crest of a wave and let's uh, let's just hope that continues for a long time. Yeah, uh, next up, obviously on Saturday, it's uh, you're going to need that home crowd uh, you mentioned earlier um, because it's Kilmarnock uh, coming to uh, the Edinburgh Capitals. Um, Emmy, what's your, what's your thoughts on, on this challenge on, on Saturday? <laughs> Well, they beat us last time they came to Edinburgh. Um, that was our what that was our one loss, a regulation loss in the last ten games. Uh, we really let ourselves down that night. We had an absolute stinker. Um, you know, we talked about the Whitley games being a catalyst to kickstart our season. That Kilmarnock defeat was another kind of catalyst for the guys to sort of wake up and realise that you can't just turn up at any point during the season in the SNL this year and win a game. You have to be dialed in and you have to be going 100%. You have to be giving your all. We totally underestimated Kilmarnock last time we played them. We won't make that mistake again. You know, we'll give them the respect that they deserve, but we're pretty confident if we come out playing the way we're capable of playing, we could um, we can get another two points and continue this run that we're on. Yeah, and uh, if you do continue that run you're on, you mentioned it earlier about the, the upcoming fixtures. When you scroll down on the Scottish National League website, there's not that many fixtures left, is there? But they're all big fixtures, like, yeah, like no. you mentioned. Like I say, I think we've got nine nine league games left, maybe ten league games left. I'm not 100 percent sure. Like I say, three of them are against Aberdeen. They're going to be massive games, and we've got we've got games against the uh, Paisley, the Comets, and the Tigers as well that are all around us in the league. So it's uh, yeah, it, it, it is exciting. It, it really is. Is the you're in the kind of position you, we we want to be in. We identified a sort of run of games either side of Christmas and New Year, which sort of culminated with that four point game last weekend where we knew what we wanted to do during that little cluster of games and we knew where we wanted to be at the end of that little cluster. Um, like I say, we're where we want to be right now. We're in a great spot right on the shoulders of the, 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 league, the league leaders with them, so we're still having to play them three times and with all these other games around around those three games as well and everybody else still got to play each other. Like I said a couple of minutes ago, it's going to be a, a, a fantastic finish to the league season this year. Yeah, what what a whirlwind! <laughs> it really is. Uh, and uh, just uh, just to close your thoughts, Stephen. I mean, how much are you looking forward to these remaining couple of months of the season uh, and what's possible? I mean, it's already been a momentous season, as we've touched upon here. You know, with what, what's been achieved on and off the ice. 
you must be really excited about what's possible in the yeah, coming months. Yeah, can't wait, can't wait for the next game to come along, and then the next one and the one after that. But we're not getting ahead of ourselves. We're not getting cocky either. We, we, you know, we respect all the other teams in this league. They're all good teams, and uh, like, like I say, everyone can beat everyone in this league on any given night. We have to come ready to play, and we have to be at our best for the for the remaining games that we've got. But uh, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't want to be in this position, you know. Uh, with, with with an average of a thousand fans behind us, you know, every, every game, and from what I hear, the ticket sales for this Saturday's game could eclipse the, the thousand again. So it's um it's, it's a great time to be a part of hockey in Edinburgh, definitely. Oh, great stuff! Uh, Six thirty face off on Saturday for that Capitals against uh, Kilmarnock match uh, in the SNL, and uh, Stephen Lynch, uh, head coach of the Edinburgh Capitals, a big big thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us on this week's show, and uh, keep up the extra work and uh, catch up very soon. No problem, anytime. Edinburgh head coach Stephen Lynch there joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Let's return to England now and uh, to the Southern Cup. The semi-finals took place last weekend and uh, commiserations to the Slough Jets, but congratulations to Chelmsford. It finished uh, 5-3 to Chelmsford at Slough. And then on Sunday evening, it was a 6 all draw. Uh, so uh, Chelmsford going through there in a very high-scoring two-legged semi-final in the Southern Cup. In the other semi-final, that too was very high-scoring. In the first leg uh, between Solent Devils and Invicta Dynamos, it finished 5 all, And then on Sunday evening, Invicta won by five goals to one. So congratulations to Invicta. Commiserations to Solent. Uh, but that sets up the Southern Cup final next month. Invicta taking on Chelmsford. We will be hearing from Chelmsford in the coming weeks ahead of that final. But for this week's show, let's hear from the other finalists, the Invicta Dynamos. A fantastic win over the weekend. And it's a welcome to the show to Invicta Dynamos head coach. Here's Carl Lennon. Well, Carl, a big thank you for joining us and a big congratulations on making it through to the Southern Cup final. Uh, quite an epic two-legged affair uh, against Solent last weekend. Uh, kicking things off, obviously, uh, the five-all draw on Saturday, um, a game that went one way, then the other, then back again. Um, I mean, quite quite a performance on Saturday night away from home. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the boys were, um, were, were fantastic all weekend, generally, but... Um, certainly on, on Saturday, like like anybody that goes to Solent, you know you're going to have a, a challenge to play against them. Not only are they a very strong team, but of course you have that, that rink to contend with in terms of the size. And going there for us was important to just get something to bring back home on the Sunday um, so that we could you know, play in front of our home crowd. Uh, like you said, the game was, was back and forth. I think we took a lead early on, then they scored and then the first period, I think we finished 3-2 up, which obviously we were very happy about. And I think were it not for you know a couple of errors on our part, then most definitely we probably could have um, had a, a wider lead at that point. We started extremely well. But then through the course of the second period, we had you know a few penalties and and, and they took advantage of, of, I guess, tired bodies on the ice and took the lead. And then just before the end of the second, we managed to, to sort of tie it up at 5-5. So going into the third, we felt quietly confident that we could get something out of the game at, at the very least. And it was a goalless period, but we had a, a stoppage in play for around about 30 minutes where um, actually the door on our bench broke. Oh. Um, and, and, and thankfully, the, the guys um, there managed to um, to fix that. In fact, it was a, a, a name that most British hockey players will know. Dave Cloutman was there uh, on hand with tools to, to fix uh, um, the bracket on the, on the gate, and which meant that we could finish the last five minutes of the game. 
and and see out the draw. But of course, you know, both teams had like 30 minutes there to wait for that to to be to be fixed, and it wasn't ideal. But look, we got through it and 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 got through the the, the Saturday fixture. I mean, next question, Carl, was going to be, I mean, how do you how do you take to that that third period, given the fact it's the first of a, of a two legged affair? But uh, clearly, everyone needed a break because it, it could have quite easily finished 10 all by the sounds of it if you carried on. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, exactly. It was one of those games. Uh, we'd played actually there the week before and we'd won uh, 6-4 um, in, in the league. So we knew we were capable of, of winning there. But of course, in a game like that, we, you know you're playing across two legs. Of course, you don't want to get caught out. So, And you know, in, in a building like that, goals can come fast and quick. So for us, it was managing that game, making sure that we were solid, compact, and, and getting the result, or getting a result at least, to, to bring home. Um, because I, I know on home ice, we're a different proposition for, for a lot of teams. And of course, the, the energy that our fans bring to us as a team makes a huge difference. So, no, I was dead happy with, with how that final period played out and, and happy, you know, with the 5-5 tie in, in the first instance, yeah. Yeah, and then into the second leg. And in, in the end, it finished 10-6 uh, on aggregate because you won uh, 5-1. I mean, you mentioned the crowd there. The, the highlights are available on YouTube. You can see him there. You can hear him, certainly. Um, I mean, that's that, it, that 5 all. I mean, it, it set you up because you're all square. And, and then the, the performance and, and the crowd there in, in your home barn, that, that just all adds to, to a, a brilliant night, I'm imagining, in that second leg. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was funny. Like, going into the game, um, I think the momentum around the team and the confidence in the team has been building... Um, over the last few weeks, we've had a, a pretty good run of performances. And I think, you know, going into Solent, picking up the result, the, the crowd could feel that, that there was a there was a possibility that this club could get back into a final. And it was electric. You know, from the first moment, the first drop of the puck on Sunday, the, the crowd were fully behind the team, fully into it. And it, it made such a difference to the guys. I mean, we had a, a, a really sort of cagey first period where it was um, tied 0-0 and we were wasteful of a, a good few chances I think in that in that period but then come second period the guys turned it on and they couldn't keep with us we, we, we outworked them um, we took our chances and fully deserved that 4-0 lead at, at that point in time and then of course going into the third period a bit like the day before we're thinking right we've got it here don't blow it let's make sure we just manage this game out um, we took a sort of needless few penalties in the third period, which meant, you know, we, we conceded a power play goal, which was quite uh, frustrating. But still, um, at 4-1, we then knew it could, you know, creep back in, in the other favour. But we just made sure that we, we rode that out, kept the, the intensity up and and ultimately then got a, a goal uh, to make it 5-1, which we were, we were very happy about. So uh, I, I was dead proud of the boys then. I still am now. Um, and... I'm, I'm just looking forward for this as a, a bit of a springboard for us to, to carry that form through to our league performances that we have this weekend, but then, of course, into a cup final when that comes next month. Yeah, and you'll be taking on Chelmsford, and obviously here on the show we'll, we'll catch up with Chelmsford um, ahead of that game uh, in, in early February, isn't it? Uh, the Southern Cup final, and um, I mean, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on, on your chances and that in a second, but just to, to catch up with yourself Personally, Carl, obviously this is your first uh, season as as a head coach, but obviously you're you're a bit of an Invicta legend, we should say. Uh, so, I mean, how how are you how are you finding things as as a as a coach at the club this season? 
Uh, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, from, from start to finish, the, the, the guys that we've had in the team, the, the structure that we have around the team, you know, the, the owners and and um, the people that help within the club, the fans, they've really all bought into what I wanted to try and do with the team. Um, I had 10 years of not playing any hockey at all, really, and came back out of retirement last season to, to, to help them whilst they were short on some bodies. Um, and I ended up playing like 23 games, which I didn't, didn't quite expect at 38. But still, that that for me is my, my love and passion for the club. I, I want only good things and not just for myself and for the team, but for, you know, all of the people that are in here because we're sort of a unique bunch down here in Kent. We're, we're not surrounded by other clubs. We're, we're kind of the bottom corner of this country. And, and so we have to sort of treat things in a different way. And I was quite adamant in the summer when I, I took the job that it should be a, a local person that understands the the culture of Invicta, and and I mean that from top to bottom, you know, from from the under tens up. My son plays for the under tens team now, and it was important for us to create a path for for young players to come through. And so I'm I'm sort of glad to say that we've got nine to ten under twenty year old players in in the roster this year. We've got you know twelve players on the team that are sort of former Invicta juniors, and I think if you want to have any success in and least sustainable success you have to really build it around a foundation of of young and local players where you can and then to add in experience and quality around that which we've done with you know the imports we have and, and some of the other top brits that we've brought through and i looked at four or five key areas that we wanted to address through that recruitment and and also throughout the way that we play and so far that's working out pretty well for us we had a a good start to the season and then we had a, a difficult time where we lost two players to long-term injuries we had two of our sort of top performers at the time out for eight to ten weeks and that was tough uh, to ride through because you know the results were close but we were getting narrow losses because we didn't have that final bit of quality um, but since those guys have returned in December the performances have have definitely improved and I think it's just confidence as well too you know having that depth on the bench means that you, you've got people fighting for places and you've got this healthy situation where we, we can go and compete with the better teams in our in our league. And um, yeah, credit to them. They've all they've all got their heads down from from moment we blew that first whistle at training in the summer to, to now every night they've put in a shift and uh, I think that's why the form has come recently. It's, it's out of you know that determination and hard work really. And I and I just thoroughly enjoyed it from, from start to finish so far oh good stuff and, and I was just going to mention because obviously you touched upon those pathways there and it's a it's a, a, a route that you you went through didn't you back in the, the early 2000s you know coming up through the Mustangs into uh, into the, the main team and we saw the success that Invicta had throughout that, that decade it, it does work but it does take time to to, to get that, that kind of conveyor belt going yeah it does I mean again you, obviously you need to have quality within the club which you know fortunately Invicta has always been a team that does produce talented um, young players and we've got a number of them in the team now as it is but yeah like you said back in the time when I played at least I, I could name you know 12 to 13 players that played on our roster that were all under the age of sort of 23 that that were in Victor born and bred and I think any team in in sport generally if you want to have sustained success you do need to have that that local element to it because we're not a, a sport where the, we're blessed with big funds and lots of sponsors. And so you have to sort of have that, that 
community spirit that that takes you forward. And, and we did that back in the day. We, we I think won eight or so consecutive league titles, cups, playoffs, and, and national finals as well too. And and that was because you get something different out of that connection. You know, if you've got a lot of local players that have grown up together, they understand how each other's are not just in their playing style but in their characters. It makes a huge difference. And and it's not just a you know, a team, it's a brotherhood, you know, you, you, these guys, they grow up together and, and you're closer than friends in, in that way. So that's what we're trying to promote here. And we're at the very start of, of that journey. Um, but just having at least five or six guys on the team at the moment that played juniors together, it, it makes a difference. It makes a difference on the ice. It makes a difference in the room. And um, it also makes a difference for the fans because they see that that connection and they want to be part of it too. And, and that's great. And I, I, I get proud moments, you know, watching them on the ice, but I also get proud moments away from the ice when we're in the bar after a game and they're interacting with the fans as well too. So um, it's, it's very sort of nostalgic in that way for me. And I, I quite, you know, quite enjoy seeing, seeing that week on week. Yeah, and, and that, like you touched upon that, that decade there of silverware. And here you are as, as a head coach now in your first season, through to a, a cup final. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens in the playoffs at the, the end of the season. Um, but it's like you said earlier, it, it is a springboard, this this final potentially now. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, in any sport you watch, uh, they always say, isn't it, you know, get the first trophy and there's that hunger that then follows for what might come in the future. And I think it won't just be us that will be feeling like that. I'm sure Chelmsford will think the same too going into the final. But it's it's an opportunity and what, what did Herbert say? It's like great moments come out of great opportunity. So that's what we have to have to grasp is the opportunity to be successful and, you know, concern ourselves with what we can do, what we can control. And what I can guarantee is that into any game, that the, the guys we have now will give everything that they've got. And that is the minimum. And uh, if we're tactically astute, you use focus and, and use our, our heart and, and passion for our love, which is our hobby, our sport, then we can't be unhappy. And, and that's that's where we're at at the moment. Um, they're putting in a shift every week, these guys, and they have an opportunity now to to, to make their own little bit of history. And um, I'm, I'm excited for them because uh, from what I've seen so far this season, they thoroughly deserve it. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about what's to come from, from this bunch. And obviously, before this this final, we've got uh, some league matches as well. I mean, this weekend, strangely, you're playing Chelsea away this Sunday, actually, uh, and then o- Oxford on on Saturday uh, back at Gillingham. Um, I mean, how important are these league games? Because this this could go one of two ways, really. Your players could be, you know, driving themselves, you know, getting a sense of momentum going ahead of the final next month, or they could really take their eye off the puck completely and, and, and wait for that big Hollywood game in, that's coming up over the hill. So, uh, I mean, how do you take to these matches coming up in the league? Yeah, I've always been a firm believer in just looking at the next the next one. Again, you can't control what's going to happen in the future. Uh, you, ha- you can only control what's right in front of you in that moment. And if we want to be successful, we need to move toward that mindset as a, as a team and t- tackle each game as it comes. And so Oxford are our first thought coming on, on Saturday to our place. We started very poorly against them in, in the last game. We played them here. We were 3-0 down in, in I think, with 30 minutes played. Uh, but the guys turned it around. We won 5-3, scored five unanswered goals um, in the second, third period. So we know what we're capable of against um against them 
and we we owe them a performance because we didn't really give them one uh, the last time we played them. And then going to Chelmsford, you know, of course, it, it, it's it's great preparation for both teams going into the final. Um, I guess we'll we'll get to know a little bit more. But we we had a sort of a mini series of games against them in in uh, I think it was October time where we played three games back to back against each other, and uh, we were we were happy to come out on on top there, two games to one, and. Um, but the sides are evenly matched and, you know, of course, in a final it can go either way. But we'll have to use this weekend as, as good preparation and understanding for what we might face in a few weeks' time. But ultimately, what's important this weekend is the four points that are in front of us. So we've got to try and take as many of those as we possibly can. Yeah, because a, a, good, a good weekend uh, this weekend and results going a certain way, you could be you could be third, couldn't you, this weekend? So, I mean, that's that's uh, that's an incentive right there. And Carl, I was going to say, I mean, you're, you're still playing, aren't you? Um, might not be as much as you were uh, a few years back, but um, I mean, what, what happens? Do, do they take the retired jersey uh, off the side of the arena and then give it you back? I mean, how does that work? I mean, are you enjoying I, I, playing still? I'd love to say there was like a ceremonial, you know, dropping of the, but there's actually no shirt in the rafters here. Um, in all seriousness, I'm only there as a as a as a must if if needed. So I've played a few games. I dressed a few games where. Um, I actually didn't step on the ice at all, um, which just to make sure we had, you know, the right bodies in the sense of you know, making sure we, we, were, we were ready and prepared. But I, I, um, I only play uh, if if we're absolutely desperate. Um, my preference, of course, is to be on the bench and to, to be supporting the guys. So I've had a couple games where I've had to play a regular shift. Um, but, you know, this old dog's not what he once was so uh, I, I, um, I much prefer to watch the, the younger lads do, do their thing week in week out really if I'm honest and, and, last, and last question Carl just about uh, obviously Oxford this weekend uh, on, on Saturday 5.15 face off in Gillingham so, so get yourself down there but uh, how much are you looking forward Carl to um, what's possible in, in the closing couple of months of the season we've got, you've got a cup final here against Chelmsford there's a chance to uh, certainly get into the top three maybe even close that gap to the top two in the, in the closing in weeks of the season as well plus of course the playoffs so how much are you looking forward to to what's possible in victory in the in the coming weeks and months yeah i mean i i think just in this club generally at the moment people are loving hockey and if you love hockey and you want to do well then you've just got to take each step as it comes and 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 enjoy what's in front of you and we've created that environment through our hard work and our commitment to to the cause and we just have to maintain that. Ultimately, it's not that much left of the season, like you say, and you've just got to absorb and take in as much of it as you possibly can. And what I can say for any hockey player is you enjoy the wins more than you do the losses. So it's a matter of now, you know, trying to get as many of those as you possibly can um, before the season closes out. And I think as the season's progressed, we've we've improved our performances. We've closed our gaps in the performances that we've had. Um, you know, if I think about when we've, First played Streatham, first game of the season. We I think went there and lost 11-3, and you know it was our first game. We didn't have any warm-ups at all. Um, but little by little, the, the performances against them got better and closer, and we pushed them harder. And that's all you can ask is that you, you close gaps and you you improve week on week. And I think these boys are doing that. So um, that's that's all we're focused on is self-improvement and, and making sure that we're as competitive as we can be week on week on week. Good stuff. Well, Carl Lennon, uh, player head coach at Invicta Dynamos, a big, big thank you uh, for taking the time out of your day to join us on this week's show. Uh, a big congratulations on making it through to the final. A big, big good luck in the final and uh, all the best in the coming matches as well. 
Thank you very much. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you. Carl Lennon, head coach of the Invicta Dynamos, joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And that's it for this week's show. A big thank you to all my guests for joining me this week. Remember, for the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website www.britishicehockey.co.uk. But I've been Ben, and you'll make sure you all have a lovely and safe weekend. Bye-bye. Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.